Welcome to the Talking About Life podcast. I am your host, Ian Lepkowski, Kowski underscore ETH on Twitter. Today, we're grateful to have yet another guest. We start the show by thanking the universe and God and the energy for bringing these guests to us and having them share their stories and their passions. Today's guest is Jimmy Johnson. We also thank the guest for coming to the show and sharing their time with us. On Twitter, he is at Jimmy Johnson NFT, spelled just like you would think. His bio reads, my NFT project at Yellow Duck NFT, 100,000 plus on YouTube and similar numbers across all platforms. We make Web3 content. Check us out. And his YouTube is uh, in the link below in his bio. So, Jimmy, what's going on, man? How are you doing? And just for the audience, a lot of the guests here I'm meeting for the first time. Me and Jimmy had the pleasure of meeting at NFT NYC. Um, but, yeah, how are you doing today and how are you doing in general? Pew, pew, pew. What's going on, bro? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm I'm doing really good. I uh, have been, you know, just digging into ordinal NFTs, which I'm sure we'll get into talking the past couple weeks. And, uh keeping the content rolling um but it's just a good day to have a great day and it's i'm in california and it's sunny nothing to be sad about how are you um not as sunny it's a little cold i'm in new york but the weather's getting warmer so i'm happy about that i'd agree with you i'd say it's more than a good day for a great day i like to say it's a great day for a great day you know what i'm saying mm, mm, that, that is a, that's an interesting twist i never thought about it like that I forget it. that's Ted Lasso. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, um, probably, I love that show, be. by the way. Yeah, but anyway, great. yeah. So the show is about like passions and positivity. It's about you know the NFT space or whatever people are doing right now that come on the show. A lot of people are involved in NFTs. That's like most of the audience, I think. Um, if you want to kick it off and you know let us know about your project and kind of give like a little intro on that, um, or however you want to kick it off, but I figure you probably want to do that. Yeah, uh, I'm happy to. So um, I guess I'll say most of what I work on throughout the day is uh, the the project that he mentioned that's in my bio right now, which is Yellow Duck. Um, so that we, we, we have our own NFTs, but we're mainly a content company. My background is all in content. Uh, I've been doing content, making content for about, um, you know, five years. Seriously. How did you get into making content? Uh Honestly, I just, I, someone at my, that works with my dad had a Apple's Apple ID connected to the app store on his Mac that he had bought final cut already. And so I just, he let me log in on my laptop with that. And I just, uh, <laughs> I just downloaded final cut off of his Apple ID and then just started looking up YouTube tutorials and making stuff that I thought was funny and posting it. And uh, I started with iMovie, actually, with an iPad that was like a uh, school iPad in sixth grade. And then... Damn, you got then, started young, bro. You're making content in sixth grade? Yeah, That's but it wasn't, it wasn't seriously making it. I was making, like, silly edits. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, over the years, like, I got one new little toy to play with. Every year, you know, like when I was, I think, in seventh grade or eighth grade, I got an Elgato streaming kit and I was able to stream me playing Madden, which I love to do. And, you know, that went nowhere. But it was just it, it, it was I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to, you know, 
test my curiosities to see what I really like to do rather than just like sitting on it my whole life and waiting to make the jump or not being offered the opportunity to. So it's been a blessing. I'm, I'm super glad and I'm, I'm fortunate to have found something that I do love um, so early, you know? Yeah, it's I'm I'm like envious. I'm I'm still trying to figure out who I want to be when I grow up and I'm 31. <laughs> but yeah. if I heard you correctly, so the passion behind your videos is you do you do like a lot of comedy videos, right? It's funny, it's to make people laugh, make people feel happy and good. Uh yeah, I I I love a lot of like like comedic satirical, anything that's just like uh not too heavy. So with my with the Yellow Duck project, the way our NFTs our, our, the story behind it is right now we currently have a collection going on that we've been doing for months and months where people, we have a whiteboard that has a base model of a yellow duck and we just have people come up and draw whatever they want on it um, with expo markers and then I film me talking to them about what they're drawing and then we take a picture about what, what they draw, trace it on Adobe Illustrator and that's the NFT but we post the content and the interaction online and it, it you know does really well. I ask questions that I think um, you know I only have two to five minutes with each person. You know you have to dig in to get their story and really um, pull valuable information out of them to make an interesting clip. Uh, but it's been awesome to meet uh, hundreds of unique people that have unique stories. From you know I had a homeless guy. Um, who got out of homelessness, still is kind of homeless, and now he goes to UCLA, come and draw last week. And he is a single father and uh, grew up in, like, Oklahoma um, with no dad and his mom, I think, just passed away. And I get to meet someone like that and hear his story, something that is so far from my reality. Are him and the uh, kid both homeless or were both homeless and now they're half not? I believe so. I followed him on Instagram. Damn. He dresses up in like a very. I'll have to. I'll have to post his Instagram somewhere. He dressed up. I, the reason I pointed him out, he was walking by me. I go, "Yo, man, I love your fit." And he's dressed up like he's in, like, uh, he's dressed up like George Washington or like a founding father. He's wearing like a suit with ruffled white feather, <laughs> you know, like ruffled uh, a ruffled collared shirt, and uh, and he. He, uh, I don't know. He just is a super interesting guy. And the fact that I get to meet those people, uh, and do what I love with, I'm passionate about web three and make content about it, um, is just the perfect mix. So, um, on top of that, we just make funny videos. Like I go, uh, at Art Basel, I walked on the beach and I did web three pickup lines on girls. Uh, just did they work? Uh, well, kind of yes and no. How many phone Uh, numbers you got? No, the girls that asked, you know, do you want, do you want, do you want me to give you my phone number? I was just like, no, what's just like, what's your, uh, what's your ENF? Or like, what's your wallet address? Um, and so I, I didn't know getting any phone numbers, but people were confused when I responded with that. I love that. I'll have to check that video out. That sounds hysterical. Yeah, we're posting it like next week. It's not out yet, but uh, oh. there's some other good stuff out there. And also, folks, for the listeners, one day they will get around to editing my interview. I am one of the Yellow Duck <laughs> artists. I do have one with my Alien Inks drawing style on there. I, I anxiously await the day that it will be uh, 
loaded, but I'm also a patient pig and a patient panda, so I'm I'm happily and patiently patiently waiting for that. Yes, I, I am I am excited to get that out there. So what got you inspired to do this whole yellow duck thing? I want to say that I like it. I obviously participated in it. I did the interview with you. That's part of how we met. I thought it was really cool. You're a young dude. You're out there. You're fucking hungry. You're getting it. You're doing things. You're making moves. Got 100,000 views. But before that even got to that point, I know you love the content creation, but how did you get from content creation to like, all right, I'm in the NFT world and I'm going to make yellow ducks my NFT. Like why yellow ducks? Right. Well, um, to start, I I really was introduced to it through Gary, who I've been following, Gary V, who I've been following for like eight years now. And, he, you know, he's someone who definitely pushes me to continue to make content. Um, but, as you know, as far as what I wanted to do, I didn't really know what these were at first when I heard about them. I was introduced to Top Shot before Gary V came out with his V Friends project. Um which was, you know, just interesting to see. You know, I thought when I saw Top Shots, I thought it was a scam. And then Gary launches his a couple months later um, and started talking about it, which was fascinating. But And Top Shots, as... for anyone who doesn't know, that's the NBA NFTs, right? Yep. Yeah. They're, they're just like NBA player collectibles. They're little moments and snippets of like, LeBron James dunking or Steph Curry's three-pointer or something like that. So Yeah, and they're um, a little different than regular NFTs because you can't trade them on the open market. They're within the Top Shots platform, and you got to trade them within there. Exactly. With da- it's uh, through Dapper Labs is the company. They created CryptoKitties, and um, they're really solid. So, um, yeah, and so as far as Yellow Duck goes, you know, I, I saw everyone coming up with these projects of – I don't know, just the first thing that came to my mind was a yellow duck. Like, if I was going to start a project and have, like, an avatar or a um, an animal or a character, like, yellow duck was the first name, the name that stuck with me for months, literally months, um, as I started to think about what I wanted to do. Anything prior, like, did you, <laughs> like, I don't know if it's a silly question, did you have, like, a like a yellow duck, like, in your bath time, like, as a kid? Yes, that, that's, it, that's probably a great place to start. It sunk into your subconscious? That is a great place to start. Yes, it's because I grew up with a bunch of rubber ducks. I used to play with them a lot. I had hundreds, probably. Um, Wait, really? You had hundreds of them? Yeah, probably. Wow. Because did you request, <laughs> like, 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 were your parents like, what do you want for toys? And you were like, ducks, 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 ducks. Or did you, like, not specify it? They were like, this kid's going to love ducks. Let's, let's get him 100 ducks. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. All I know is that I know for sure my neighbor, we across, or just my neighbor next door, she was, like, you know, probably five years older than my younger brother and I, and would, uh, it would like drop them off at our door. We had a little like clothes clothesline bucket that we would like. You could that was strung between our houses, and she would just leave them in there, and then like uh, use a pulley system to put the bucket near our window, and then we would have a couple ducks in it. It was really were cute, they like but... different kinds of ducks, or just more copies of like the same duck? No, different kinds. Like you know, like army a wizard duck, duck a, a fireman wiz- yeah. duck, a police exactly. duck, like that kind of thing. Exactly. 
That's dope. Awesome. I wonder where they were getting. Like, do they work in a like a like a rubber duck factory? Do they fall off the back of the duck truck? Do we know? Is there a is there no. like a duck truck mafia kind of thing going on? That that would be hilarious if so, but I do not think so. I think it was just you know, I, it's been funny through this whole process. Orig- like, I've met so many people who I mean, you don't just like that's not a conversation started when you go up to people and you're just like, yeah, I like rubber ducks. Like, I grew up liking rubber ducks. I think there's a lot of things that when people are growing up that they don't look back on and think about that they were introduced to or what shaped them, um, even though it's nostalgic. And I've talked to dozens of people who have come into our Discord because they're just like, oh my gosh, the art or the name reminds me of stuff when I loved it. And I was like, that's why I wanted to start it. Um, so it's been really cool to connect to people who have had similar experiences, you know? Yeah, dude, there's this restaurant. I live in Island Park. The restaurant's in Long Beach. I don't know if it's like an exact similar experience, but I wonder what made these people do what they did. It's an entire bar and restaurant. Fuck, bro. I forgot the name of it. It's like, it's something with ducks. It's like, it's like what the duck is up or like, it's something, I think it's like some duck pun or something, but the whole, the whole bar in the back, it has like this glass wall and it's filled with like hundreds of fucking little rubber ducks. And then depending what drink you get, like, the fancier drinks, you get a little fucking rubber duck in your drink. And then, like, when you give it back to the bartender, they have this little spare thing for the ducks. But some people just, like, steal the ducks. But I think I think they're, like, half okay with that or something because it, it doesn't seem to be a major concern of theirs because a lot of people take the ducks. That's unreal. I got to get there. I, I, I bet you I could find it if I looked it up. Um, I bet you I could look up, like, rubber duck, um, you know, restaurant or whatever. And I, could, I could find it. That's hilarious. I got to go there. Can you hear me? Yeah, it would be it would be ducks like Long Beach, New York. Here, let's see let's see if we could do like a quick uh quick Google search. Yeah. I'll check Google Maps because I'm already like closed. <laughs> Run it. Yeah. Um let's see. Duck Long Beach. Yeah, dude, you gotta you gotta come out to uh to Long Island here. I would love to, man. I got oh, it. I ugly kinda... duckling. I knew it was some fucking duck related thing. There we go. Ugly duckling <laughs> opens at four o'clock to today. American restaurant. There we go. What opens did I say? I said four. something dumb. Wow. Yeah, you can see you can see on Google the pictures. Yeah, they have the little ducks floating around in the drinks. They don't have as cool ducks as you have. I think all their ducks are like mostly the same image, but just like they have like a couple different size ones or something. But uh Oh no, there's one with like a little bow tie. Yeah, they do have different ducks. Yeah, dude. So you would you would love this place. I think. I got to go. It's a must. There's no way I can't go. I got I should email and try to do a partnership. Oh, yeah, dude, that would be great. You could, you could, yeah. Like, there could be, like, an NFT associated with it. Like, you could have, um, like, not part of your main project necessarily, but you could do a thing where there's, like, a the ugly duck pass and... You know, if you have the NFT, there's only like, I don't know, 100 of them or something. And you had to help help them manage it and launch the site. And you, it's like all you could drink or you get like three free drinks or it's like some shit like that. Or, or or all you can drink between these two hours. You just fucking show them the duck thing. I don't know, something. I think that would be dope. I I like um the IRL integrations of the NFTs for like restaurants and that type of shit. So it gets you like a bonus for something that's like local. Um there's like a taco place by me. It's called Dirty Taco. I forget exactly what the deal was, but they have some sort of NFT that gets you some sort of discount. And if you're like a regular, eventually over time, it'll like pay off the cost of the NFT. If you go there once in a while, obviously it's not worth it. But for someone who's like a diehard, I think that shit's totally cool. 
Yeah, that that I, I I agree with you. There's a project I forgot what it's called. They do that with pizza, and they connected with a bunch of, uh, you know, I think they have like thirty partnerships with pizza pizza restaurants. And if you own a one of their NFTs, you get like a free slice a day, which is ridiculous. It's crazy. Did they have that in New York? Do you know? Do you have any idea? I'm sure they have a partnership with one of them in New York, right? Like oh, one man. of them has is, to be. Is it? Is it? Is it that Seth Green thing, the Pizza Bot thing, or was that something else? No, I, it wasn't. It's not a huge project. I think it's like, um, I, I, I'd have to look back. But cool group, uh, cool group. Yeah. So. so let me ask you: Do you have any guiding philosophy or? like framework of mind mindset. You mentioned Gary V. Some people's motivation is religion. Some people's motivation is money. Some people's motivation is getting that house for their parents. For some people, it's like, Hey, this is just, I'm just creating. I don't have a specific place. I see it going. What's your kind of framework or is there one? Um, I think there, you know, honestly, I don't think that there's like a macro um, belief in something that's like pushing me forward. I just, I love making videos and I want to make sure I could do it forever. So I'm trying to crush it right now because there's a lot of opportunity with short form content and, um, and doing what I love, right? Like we talk about passion. Um, I have a passionate pair. It's my favorite V friend. You know, I'm passionate about this. So why wouldn't I want to do it forever? And, um, and yeah, I, I, you know, I want to be financially independent and not have to worry about, you know, what I, I, like my dream world is like doing what Mr. Beast does, which is just, you know, making videos and having real no cap on what he's doing. Like he could, he could change people's lives. And yeah, dude, do do you see the one where he got a thousand blind people to see? Yeah, that one was unreal. You know, and then and people told- started fucking like like harassing and attacking oh, him yeah. and harassing him because he's like a fucking ableist, elitist Nazi. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like they volunteered. Like it's not like he forced eyesight on proud proud blind people who like never wanted to see again. Like what? Like did yeah. you hear about that? That that blew no, my oh, mind. Oh, I heard about it. That was unbelievable. I think people are just a bunch of babies, to be honest. Bro, if he captured blind people and put, like, fucking sight into them, I'd understand. It was a volunteer thing. They obviously wanted to see again. Like, what? People are nuts, man. I, I, to, to each their own, but if someone wants something and you help them get it and it's not hurting anybody, how could you think that's a bad person? I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it that way. I can't see that angle. Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. It's just Twitter, too. It's just people complain about anything. He's a, he's a amazing guy. Um, and I think the content he's creating is becoming more, you know, emotional and he's telling better stories, um, rather than just like going for virality, which I I think he's talked about recently in some podcasts. So, I mean, that's the goal, you know, getting to somewhere like that. And I love web three. I think it's amazing what it's bringing for people. So, and what it's doing for people and, and, and like the opportunity with it. So being a content creator in web three is the dream. Now, I don't really understand how YouTube works in terms of the revenue model. I've never monetized it in that fashion. For you, 100,000, like on YouTube, I'm thinking 
that's got to be at the level where they let you start monetizing. You don't have to share exact numbers, or if you can, if you feel comfortable. But just so I have an idea, like what, like how, how many views do you need to get to kind of make it self-sustaining, so you don't have to have a day job kind of thing? And how is that going for you so far? Yeah, making a million dollars a minute right now—it's pretty wild. And uh, I think you know, you're set then, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think I only need to work for another couple uh, minutes here um to be good for for generational wealth no but in a minute you're good so yeah basically as far as that goes it's a really interesting conversation because you know we've just been monetizing our short form content right now which is really new obviously tiktok really blew it up and it's a completely new way to watch content rather than what what is traditional where you pick which video you're going to watch or you already have people you follow, you're getting um, content that is uh, recommended to you just by scrolling and you don't have to click anything. Right. And they know you better than yourself. Right. Like they, they literally these platforms, so well. they know you so well. And I always tell people, if you give me your phone and you let me scroll on TikTok and just touch the screen five times, I just use you five videos. I have a, I'll know more than I can um, going on a first date with you. You know what I mean? You just reverse engineered their algorithm mentally. You're like, all right, if this is what came up for you, you must be this guy. Oh my gosh. If it's, if, if someone just has like a bunch of chicks popping up, I'm just like, you know, like, okay. He just, he just watches that content. If someone has a bunch of sports popping up, just like, Oh, what's up, Austin? Um, what up, it's just, as far as um, as far as monetizing goes, it's really interesting what Shorts has been doing. They just launched their uh, YouTube Shorts monetization, you know, partner program that they've been having for long form for like twelve years. They just launched it for short form content, and it's super underwhelming to be honest. Like I thought that, um, you know, we'd be making absolute bank. Because that's in the newsletters that they've been putting out. Um, they've been advertising it as so. But the CPMs are like three cents per thousand views. So like you get three What's cents. What's the CPM? That's just how many, how much you make per thousand views. So three cents is, is super low. That's like what people make on TikTok. So basically for a million a million views you get uh trying to three hundred dollars yeah 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 so i think that you know it's it's got to grow i think that there's not a lot of advertisers uh via youtube right now and it's like it's honestly not amazing. It's two to three right now, and and they haven't figured it out. But I think over the course of this next year, uh, we'll know a lot. We'll have a better idea of how you're going to monetize via short form, and that's why we've been posting more long form videos for Yellow Duck. It's like we don't want to have to rely on an inconsistent, you know, revenue stream from platforms that don't have their shit together. Basically, you know. So are you – and what – you said you're on a lot of different platforms. What platforms are you on? Facebook, Meta Reels, 
Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, um, TikTok, and then for a while we were posting on Snapchat, but I stopped because I think Snapchat's a joke. So, why is it a joke? I just think that Snapchat Spotlight, um, originally, look, honestly. I, they were giving out money. Speak freely. Money. I don't. I don't even use Snapchat. You want to vet? Yeah, me. yeah. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I'm not concerned. I, I, I got you. They, they were paying creators for posting on Snapchat Spotlight, which is their version of TikTok for a while, and then they stopped, and now they're just paying creators, like famous creators, to post Snapchat stories. If you look at Snapchat right now, I don't know if you have Snap, but I do have. There's it. like, like you know, literally. Out of the blue, this past, like, probably six to eight months, there's been David Dobrik, Logan Paul, um, all these micro-influencers posting 40 to 100 snaps a day um, as a public story. And that's what they're spending their money on. And they don't, they're, they're more concerned about that than Spotlight, and they're not giving money. 100 snaps a day is a fucking lot, dude. It's a lot, but like to to kind of give you an example of like the content they're posting, it's like David will have a salad and take a picture of it and be like, OMG, and then he'll take a bite and be like, so good, and then he'll take a picture of it at the end and be like, all done, right? That's three right there just for eating a salad, and that takes 10 minutes. Yeah, I could see so, those adding up quickly. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's getting paid – uh, a million a month to do that. That's the dream, bro. Someone pay you a million dollars to eat a fucking salad. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Over and over there? and over again. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's fascinating. Um, Let and, me change uh, gears for a second here. You were talking about those ordinals, dude. I don't really understand that shit. I, I those came oh, up. Oh. I was like, ugh. I'll just wait till this meta dies, and I'll just try the next thing. I, this is confusing. But while I got you here. Do you want to you want to tell us a little bit about it? Because you did mention you did that before. Oh my gosh, dude! Don't get me started on this. So basically, you, wh- where is your knowledge base at? Zero of this. My knowledge base is Bitcoin exists. Could inscribe pictures on it somehow. There's no marketplace for it. If you buy them from other people, you have to send them the money first, and then they never send you the ordinal. It's a big scam. They're just gonna steal your money. So it's like make your own or like buy one from someone who's your best friend that you trust, but that's like all I've gotten so far. All right. Well, that's not, that's not a bad uh, starting place. Okay. So let's go with this. Um, so there's never been a way to inscribe media on Bitcoin through Bitcoin on the blockchain. There's never been a way, right? Until now, Right, which is Bitcoin is the biggest blockchain. NFTs are all built through crypto. And now there's an opportunity for you to have a version of that with uh with Bitcoin. So to me that that alone is what got me into it. So I started digging in, doing more research, and uh I inscribed a couple things and um the barrier to entry is very similar to what it was for crypto punks this is exactly what it was dude it, it, there was no marketplace in 2017 
to sell and exchange CryptoPunks. It was all OTC over the counter the way it is now. And um, there, it just hit 100,000 inscriptions last night. So, Wait, but how do you do this inscribing thing? Like, when did it go from you couldn't inscribe them to you could? Like, like that's what I don't understand. Like, how did this just pop up? So, there's a couple ways you could inscribe. Um, the first, I guess the, the, the most standard way is you to download a full Bitcoin node, which is just an unreal, you have to have like a terabyte of storage on your PC or Mac. And Next. Yeah, it's right, just go ridiculous. On, go so I, my buddy downloaded one. I've been inscribing through him because I trust him. But he's got a computer with two terabytes? Yeah. That's pretty dope, but go on. So I, I think you might have like external hard drive or storage. I have no idea. But external you, makes sense. That actually is the smarter way to go, actually, if you're going to do this. I didn't think about that. Yeah, 100%. Way cheaper to buy uh, outside storage than inside the computer. But my first ordinal I inscribed wasn't even through him. It was all through the Lightning Network, which is just like a network that allows you to do transactions through someone else's node, right? So it was a project called Astral Babes, and I literally pressed Mint. I signed a contract with my Bitcoin wallet, which I had sent Bitcoin from my Coinbase to, right? And then it minted and I got to mint through their lightning network. They had a node, their company, their project had a node that it mints and then it comes right to your wallet. They don't own any of it. Um, which I think is, is going to be popping up more and more. And then. Also, but did you, did you put your own picture on it or it was their pictures? Their pictures their It was their NFT project. Gotcha. I, I didn't. I didn't know if it was a service that their project was letting you create your own, or you were buying theirs kind of thing. Well, there's also that. That's another thing. There are people you could hit up um, that are like designated companies or groups that you could pay a premium uh, for them to inscribe media for you, and then send you whatever it is. Which I'm not a fan of. That's just like paying extra for no reason but for the first time i'm starting to see tweets of marketplaces being created and i don't really know how that's going to work i saw a tweet even today about um, dude sappy seals they're launching their next collection via inscriptions which is wild isn't it yeah because they're a big project and them doing something could influence other people to do the same or something similar yep um, it's, it's, it's wild. I think that it's opening up a lot. Even NFT now, they've been hosting spaces for, and about ordinals for the past week. And they consistently are growing the number of people who are joining that. So I think the interest is there. I think that the, the barrier to entry is what's slowing it down a lot. But, um, and obviously there's, there's hype wherever there's money, but I think it's I think it's just interesting, you know. And I think a lot of the historical ordinals that were the, one of some of the first inscriptions will be for, worth millions. Really? Oh yeah, dude! It's media inscribed on the original blockchain. 
It's it's. You I know guess what I mean? it seems like just now everybody's doing it. Like like when CryptoPunks came out, there wasn't like millions of people in the NFT space. Like I've already seen hundreds of people posting about ordinals. So like, I don't know the first first one maybe, but like I, I we're probably thousands and thousands in already. No, like 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 if I do one now, am I like I, I must have missed the boat already? No, no, like you, you got it because you, you were in before no, me. But well, that's what I'm saying. Last night was the hundred thousandth ordinal was inscribed. Oh, 100,000 they're only up to. Yeah. So, huh. and I think by the end of March, it'll be a million. All right. So, I got to – can you send me the link to that other thing? I got to get one of these somehow just for the fuck of it, I guess. I, I should yeah. not have at least at least one. What's the <laughs> – what did that cost um, to do the one that you got? The Astral Babes, it minted out. So, I don't know. Oh, okay. So, I can't get one. <laughs> but I, I, could send, I could send you a couple – the project – dude, I just sent you a DM like – it was mixed up in, in our DMs earlier. It was like people g are giving out ordinals for their projects, like to to um, gain hype. And there's some cool ones. Somebody was just giving out like number six, sixty six thousand six hundred sixty six. They meant to, or they inscribed that number. Um, right, that one maybe could be worth money. Yeah, people like numbers like that. So like, it's just interesting. I'm sure like the hundred thousandth one, even though it was number, it was like that far from one of the originals is super right. A hundred thousand is a significant number, a million. I, I agree with that. I wouldn't doubt that that's worth a couple thousand, a hundred thousand. Like that's yeah, super. I cool. would agree with you. So, um, yeah. I, I don't really know, to be honest, what, what the ecosystem is going to look like in a month or a year. Uh, definitely not a year. I have no idea, but I think it's something to keep your eye on and it could, it could become something legit. I think if the right people, uh work on it it could be really cool so but I'll, i could send you some projects i'm gonna buy a couple from like two or three different projects in the coming like week yeah get me in bro at. let's fucking get this fucking bags together bro let's, let's fucking go. network let's go, to get dude. work baby let's you know go good. dude i'm excited so um yeah man just check it out cool so that makes sense for the ordinals. Now, let me ask you again, the shows are about passion and positivity is a hundred percent of your passion and positivity into NFTs, or do you have any other like side things? Like, are you like an NFTs and like a cyclist or a swimmer or you go skydiving or anything else that's, you know, kind of interesting that you want to bring up? I, yeah, I wouldn't even put NFTs in my top three, to be honest. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Well, let's hear the top three. Yeah. I think NFTs are just like, I find it fascinating and I want to be surrounded by like, smart innovators which is like why i i choose to get it it's the people for me um as far as what i'm interested in number one would be just video like content like i just love it um i love what i love consuming it like a lot of people hate on like consumerism and being you know part of the masses i really enjoy being you know somebody who can enjoy a good video and like um and pick it apart and appreciate someone's work. And then there's also um, another part of me that, that just like loves to create. Like I love giving someone the feeling of like, they just, they just like laughed or they, you know, and I, I, I don't have to do it live, you know? Um, I really love that. So that, that'd probably be there. I love sports football, like specifically is probably one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Um, I love playing sports. I played lacrosse in high school. And then the last thing I'm trying to think, uh, 
you know, I like running, I like the beach, um, I like people. I like, like just going to events and talking to people, meeting new people. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that suffices as my answer. Of course. And I, first I'll say, I love the beach. And then another point I wanted to touch on that a lot of people don't bring up because maybe they're just scared to admit it or, they don't agree and they are on the side of the societal rhetoric but dude i fucking love netflix like dude i love gary v and he's always like yo netflix bro are you watching netflix fuck netflix you should get on tiktok make tiktok like dude i love you gary v but i also love netflix dude like and if i told him that he'd be like dude do what you love you know that's not actually his yeah, message is no, fuck TikTok. his message is if you're about not having enough money and you're watching fucking netflix 100 hours a day well that's a bad fucking formula dumbass you know what i mean yep. kind of thing but it's like dude i love netflix like netflix brings me so much passion i i have loved watching movies playing video games fucking anime television shows all that shit since i was a little kid and there's certain shit that i think is a complete waste of time to watch bro like i mean unless you know for depends who you are but for me like reality tv is mostly trash i mean i've seen the jersey shore and fucking like a bunch of other shows and all that shit but it's like that was like a waste of my time i don't feel like i'm like enriched doing that like it was fun at the time but maybe i would switch that time out for something else like i don't know like i, I don't feel like oh that was so worth my life but like you know great fucking films bro like I, I wouldn't want to have lived in a in a century where I could have watched like the Green Mile and Bullet Train and all these other great like fucking movies that I love like fucking Pulp Fiction, bro. Quentin Tarantino, bro. Imagine I lived in the Quentin Tarantino era and I was just doing other shit and I missed all of Quentin Tarantino's movies because I thought fuck Netflix. Like, dude, I am a movie fucking buff. So, and, and like. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's for the mindless people. Like you even said, I could go into a video and I could break it down and I could pick it apart and. I, I have like this analytical view. I'm learning from it. Then you're going back and taking things you see from other videos. You're working it into your own content. So to some extent, I agree with the criticism. Like if you're a mindless scroller, like that's what I, like I don't want to fall into that category. Like like when it's like three in the morning and you're trying to fall asleep and you're scrolling and you're like, did I even read the last 35 tweets that I scrolled past? Like what's happening? Like no, am, exactly, I just, am I just bro. doing that's the finger motion? Point. Like what's happening? That's the criticism no. that I agree with. Like, fuck that. I don't want to be that guy, bro. It's the walking yeah. dead. Then you're basically a fucking zombie, no? Yep, yep. Yeah, just like just grabbing a bag of Doritos after grabbing a bag of Doritos after grabbing a bag of Doritos. It just, continue, it just continues going. You're not actively, um, you know, you're not active in what you're participating in. You're just being a passive, uh, I don't know. A passive, passive zombie, bro. My, zombie, the, 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 exactly. the walking dead, bro. The scrolling dead. <laughs> the scrolling undead. Yeah, working exactly. title. We'll, we'll... Yeah, we'll yeah. the we'll scrolling, go. the scrolling, yeah, the scrolling undead. That's a good. I like that. That could be an NFT project. The scrolling undead. Yeah, it's little guys. Just it's it's like zombies. All different zombies. Just exactly. like flicking a finger up on their phone. Some there's blue light. There's Some blue light like on their face. Like, wait, say it again. There's blue light being yes. broadcasted on their face as yes. a reflection. Yes, or like a different, like different, like logos and stuff, like as a reflection or whatever. Or you see something on the phone, dude. I could, I could see it. Ordinal, yeah. ordinal NFT collection, five, five K, ten K collection. Exactly, exactly. I'm with it. Um, let me ask you this too. So, because I'm, I'm bringing up my passion a little bit here. We kind of have like a little section on the Netflix thing. Do you, do you like have like favorite movies? Like, like I know you do videos of like people and it's like live or it's like recorded, but it's like, you know, in the moment it's live kind of thing. 
do you do you have influences like I, I just said like one of my favorite directors is Tarantino. Like, do you have influences of like movies or TV shows or the filming and cinematography behind that uh, sort of thing? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm like a a super movie buff. I don't love like a lot of the traditional like best movies of all time. I like I like uh, give me your best movies. I, I, I like judge people a little Ferris, bit. Fa- Ferris Bueller's Day Off is probably my favorite. Classic. Um, I don't know. I like, I mean, I'm just a huge Star Wars fan in general. Classic. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of ones that people people just like obsess over that I, I also love. Um, another old one that I like is American Graffiti. Um, Young man, but he loves I, the classics. Yeah, I, I took a class in high school that was uh, U.S. film and history, and I got to watch that. I like Godfather. I'm obsessed with that. You um, like The Godfather? Of course, dude. It's so good. Godfather um, is the first... Okay, Godfather 2, I just feel like should have been two different movies because it was two different movies, but everyone's like, no, it was like a parallelism. And I'm like, I know, but... It was confusing for me. It sh- what do you mean? Like, it should have been split up into Godfather? Yeah, like, you know how it's two different timelines? Yeah. I would have liked to watch each timeline straight through as its own movie. Like, like it confused me a little bit going back and forth. People are like, you're just an idiot. I'm like, no, I'm not. It was confusing a little. No, I know what you mean. I, it, 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 yeah, I think my second time watching, I understood. At first, the, my first time watching, I was definitely a bit... Yes, everyone says, like, everyone says they're like, no, it's just a movie you got to watch twice. I'm like, I hate movies you have to watch twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it's 18 million hours long. And it's so long. You already got me fucking once. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Came yeah, yeah. Did, did you ever, did you ever see Requiem for a Dream? Years. What's up? Sorry to cut you off. I just, I like had it in my mind and then I lost it and I got it back. Have you ever seen Requiem for a Dream? Uh, no, I've never even okay, heard dude. of that. So you have to see it in my opinion because it is like one of the most innovative best filmed movies I've ever seen in terms of like, you know, cinematography or whatever. They just do things really differently. Really. I don't know even how to describe it, bro. I think I feel like you have to see it. Otherwise I'd be doing it a disservice in general. Brace yourself. The movie is one of the darkest movies like I've ever seen in my life. You seem like a pretty happy uh, yellow duck smile kind of guy. I don't know if you have like a dark foreboding side somewhere in you, or if you're into that (laughs) sort of content, like, would you is do you have um do you have any proclivities towards like the darker type shit? Not everyone does. I cannot watch horrors or scary movies. It's not a horror. It's like a horrible light. Okay, so without ruining the movie, it's it's a grandma whose uh, grandson like lives with her. Who knows what happened to the parents? They're like dead or out of the picture or something. And he's this like heroin addict. And like both of their lives just get worse and worse and worse as the movie goes on. Um, And I don't want to ruin anything, but for like very interesting and dramatic reasons. But even if you hate the movie, I would say, I don't know, watch, watch like best fit, like watch a YouTube or something from it. And just like best cinematography in Requiem for a Dream. Like if you don't want to watch them, because bro, the movie is fucked. Like when you get to the end of the movie, you want to like cry. You want to like, like call your mom. Like you, you want to like get a blanket or something like cookies and milk. You're just like, oh my God. Like I didn't realize people's lives could be this horrible. I'm glad I'm not like. I'm glad I'm not like a fucking heroin addict or something or whatever, or, you know, and no, not looking down on anyone if you're in that situation, but it's just like, dude, it's so dark and it just makes you glad for your, like your own regular life. Even if you're not yeah, like no, a celebrity. I, I feel you. 
Dude, I, 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 when I watch videos, I think I'm in that movie for the next, like, week, bro. Yeah, so, so that one's going to fuck up your head a little bit. So I don't know if you should watch it or not. Dude, honestly, I, I'm scared to tell people to watch the Like, not scared, but it's like, I hesitate to tell people to watch the movie because they're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why'd you make me watch that? <laughs> Actually, that's how I watched it, bro. I was in college and I'm sitting in our dorm and I'm like, bro, like, let's like watch a good movie. And my friend's like, oh, what do you like? And I'm like, I don't know, like action, adventure, maybe like an action, like comedy. He's like, bro, I have the perfect movie for you. It was not the perfect movie for that description. He totally fucking sandbagged me, bro. He goes, Requiem for a Dream. I thought, okay, rec that sounds, that sounds kind of cool. It sounds artsy. Then he fucking sits me through this. And dude, the whole time. I'm waiting for the movie to get better because every movie you've pretty much every, ever seen, even if the ending's sad, there's like a lesson, there's like a happy ending. Like, dude, so the whole time I'm like, okay, this has to turn around somehow, somewhere. Like eventually this has to like, like, like take like an upswing. Like, like it can't keep getting worse. They have to hit rock bottom. They don't, dude. Rock bottom is the end of the movie. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, dude. So, I mean, that's a whole tangent on this movie. I, I apologize, but... uh no, no, I, I but you check, we'll have it to check it out in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I have to. I'll let you know. What is it on? Is it on Netflix? Do I have to buy it on? I don't know what it's like, currently on right now. I feel like I did watch it on Netflix at one point. If there's no way for you to watch it without buying it, I will. I will buy it for you. I will. I will Venmo <laughs> you the four ninety nine, whatever it is. I will. I will happily do that if you'll actually watch it. Uh, okay, I will let you know. Thank you. And then, and then, don't hate me for whatever whatever happens inside you. Okay. What you do. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll like see you next time. I'll be shaking. You might. Uh, so what? What's going on right now? Currently, what are you working on? Like this week, or what's your like focus today, or like you know goals for the next like month or two kind of thing? And then, do you also have like a day job to kind of like for finances thing, or like you just sell stuff, or like what you know? How do you kind of sustain? No, so uh, yeah, it's a good question. I uh, I'm currently taking like a year long break from school at Michigan State, and I am at back at home. So I have like very little expenses. I'm back living uh, with the rents, and I'm just worked been working on Yellow Duck, building that up, and then uh, I actually just when the new year swung around started a media company to kind of monetize what I do with the yellow duck for others. And I'm building that out right now. We, we just got our first client and um, I, I'm just focused on bringing in income through that. So wait, could you talk week, more about that? What are you, what do you, you said yeah. you're doing what you did with yellow duck for others. What do you mean exactly? Uh, helping build brands through short form content. I think there's a lot of people who are lost right now. Don't know what they're doing. They're just, you know, um, I think it's great people who just like make the leap and start, you know, posting content and start posting con, you know, start a podcast or, um, you know, any type of content. I think it's amazing, but there's people out there who, um, you know, I'm looking at their content and I'm like, that could be better, right? That could totally be better. I could help you out, um, to help monetize that. You know, if you give us a couple months and that's who I'm reaching out to. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of personal brands specifically of people who are just doing the classic. I'm going to talk into in front of a camera, put some captions in front of it and it's going to go viral. But that's not how it works. You have to you have to actually provide good value. You have to talk about things that are important. Um, 
And once you have like a strategy down of like what you want the videos to look like and how you could produce a lot of it, um, you need to come up with good ideas. Like, so it's, it's getting way more competitive than it was two years ago or even six months ago. And everyone and their mother is creating content. So what can you do to separate yourself from the herd is the question. And um, I'm trying to help people out. Are you making videos for them or are you teaching them how to make videos for themselves? Both. We're editing them. Um, and if they want us to film them or if they want us to find um, creators, we will do that. So this upcoming weekend, I'm actually, I'm going to film like the one client I mentioned, I'm going to film um, with them. And they're the, they're the, they're the talent, right? It's about them. Uh, but we take the videos, we edit them and we post them for them. So. And do you have um, a team of people or how many people is it? Uh, it's me and another guy who's also in web three. And we have like editors that, um, we contract out, but it's me and another guy, um, do you like outsource that to India? You do it through Fiverr. Where are those other guys coming from? Uh, no, one's a buddy, one of mine. One's a buddy of his, and then there's a guy I met. Um, there's another editor I met at NFTLA, and then there's one editor that I know from Upwork, and he's really good as well. He's in Atlanta, so we don't, you know, we don't outsource. I've tried outsourcing editing overseas, um, in India, Pakistan. Philippines it just doesn't come out a way that I think you know does really well because if they're in a country that isn't keen or doesn't you know have the same like uh, cultural jokes right they're not going to know what images to pull up sometimes they get the text wrong of what's supposed to go on the screen uh, and it's a lot of miscommunication so I think, you know, we've just paid a little bit more of a premium to get people in, in the States, which has worked out and it's doable, you know? Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I'm happy to hear that. Now, let me just say, I think we're getting into the, uh, I forget exactly what time we started. It was around 3.30, I think. We started, uh, uh, yeah, three. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. 25. So the last, uh, the last. I guess it's 12 minutes, 418. But the last 10 minutes or so, 12 minutes, whatever, I usually save for uh, a guest self-promotion spotlight. Doesn't have to be that. A lot of this we've been talking about, you know, some of the stuff you're working on anyway. Some people talk more about, like, I don't know, their childhood, and then they forget about their project even, and then they, you know, it's like, I save this for the end. You've done an excellent job about promoting yourself, promoting your project, promoting your interest. However, I'm still going to offer it to you because I offer it to all the guests. Is there anything specific that you want to throw out the CTA, the call to action for? Like, hey, I've got this coming out on this date. Or, you know, here's, you know, the I mentioned the YouTube's in the uh, Twitter bio. So I would assume please like and follow and subscribe to anyone who's listening, like his videos, check them out. But anything else you want to go, uh, you know, throw kind of a call to action to or that type of thing? Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, yeah, I guess my call to action would be... Um, you know, I more care that people start, you know, on a Gary V note on a, on a 
on a positive empowering note, just start making, you know, content, whatever it is. If you're sharing it or not, it doesn't matter. Start writing, start making videos, start making a video diary, posting it on a YouTube channel that's all private. Nobody can see but yourself. Um, I think that making videos helps people grow because they're forced to reflect on stuff that they talked about through the editing process or through posting it and reviewing what they talked about in the video or in the writing. Um, and I think it's really healthy. And there's a lot of growth that people don't realize happens when creating. Um, as far as what I'm doing, go check out Yellow Duck. Um, it's really awesome. I love I love doing it. It's fun. Uh, I think there's a lot of growth potential, and I'm learning a lot while doing it. It's a, it's a blessing to have an opportunity to do my own thing. And um, and check out Ordinals. Check out Ordinals NFTs. And if you need any media done, if you're interested in what I could provide, let me know. Hit me up in the DMs. That's all I got. What um do you have like a menu or like uh like a list of services or how do people get an idea or do you only tell people like on consultation kind of thing? I know some people do that. That's their model. What's your model? Yeah, we're just we're actually putting together a sizzle reel right now. Um, and Wait, we're just a what? Start setting a sizzle reel of like our oh, work, and then um, once once we get connected with somebody and they want to see, our guess our pitch deck. Our price guide, our portfolio, we'll send it to them. But send it to me, baby. Um, Let me see it. I uh, will. I'll send that over. I'll send that. What you just t- put in your email, where I could send it a link to the, in the DMs, whatever works. It's my first and last name at Gmail. If anyone wants to email me out there, it's Ian Lipkowski at Gmail dot com. Nice. One day it. I'll get fucking famous and I'll have to change my email because of this one podcast. But <laughs> no, I, that's no, dude, I'll be Mark, happy to have. Mark, 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 I mean, Mark uh, Cuban still has this email and he responds to people. Really? That's crazy. It's you public. must get so many fucking yeah. emails. Or he maybe probably not. Gets, maybe. He probably gets 10 every minute from rando real people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you manage that email. Yeah, he must also have other emails too. You, you can't have that. Like, if you're made an old email. All right, so we have, we have some more time here. So let me let me ask you, and I and I'm glad we do have the time actually, because this is um you said, you know, you kind of want people just to grow, right? Like you have a positive belief in people. You're you're out here to get it for yourself. We all fucking are, but not everyone who's out here to get it for themselves also cares about other people. So that's the real light, I think. Not people who who don't give a fuck about themselves and only do things for other people. I think that's fake or weird or like something strange is going on there. Like. Like, I don't believe in that level of selflessness personally. I think I'm a little skeptical about that. But most people are trying to do something for themselves. And the best people I meet are doing that and trying to help other people, trying to inspire other people, trying to help the world grow as the uh, mindset of like kind of community over competition. Yes, there's still competition and friendly, but it's not like dog eat, dog kill or be killed competition. It's like, hey, let's play basketball and then get a milkshake afterwards kind of competition where you're right back to that cooperation and things going well. A lot of people are scared, dude. A lot of people are way too scared to put themselves out there. Not everybody is as handsome and as confident and as outgoing and as loved by his family as Jimmy Johnson NFT. So, like, how do other people who are out here just looking themselves in the mirror, feeling negative with low self-confidence, how the fuck are people like that ever supposed to take your message and call to action? How do they get past their fears and their insecurities to just, like, start making content? Like, what what can we say to kind of, like, give those people the nudge? 
The biggest thing I tell people when they're nervous about what people are going to think about what they post is, you know, if it's not good, you think these platforms are going to push it out to more people? No, they want people to stay on the platform. So don't worry about making anything bad. And if you're uh, nervous and you don't want to, and you can't find, find yourself, you find yourself not putting yourself fully out there. Just think about what the alternative is. Honestly, just put like, go on like uh, one of those apps where you can see how big the universe is and try to zoom in and find yourself. And you're not even going to be able to because you're so fucking small. So, um, you know, I think the best thing you could do for yourself is just realize nobody gives a fuck about you in the nicest way possible. As in like, stop worrying about other people's opinions. Um, you know, it's like, it's a waste of time too. And if you love it, if you like to do it, and you ask yourself, like, what's your goal in life? If it's, if it's what it should be, which in my opinion is to be happy and it makes you happy, why wouldn't you do it? You're literally, you have the key to success of how you could be happy and you're literally not doing it. Um, you know, just pull the trigger. You just post, post stuff on private, you know, like there's so many ways to go about creating putting yourself out there um, in a comfortable manner, uh, you could do it. You know, even if it's, I know so many creators and people that post content and they don't put their face behind it and they are, have built a, a wonderful community. Uh, if you look up George not found, I think his name is on YouTube. He just, just, uh, he's 12 million YouTube subscribers. He just came out and showed his face. People don't, they care about the story. They care about who you are, not what you look like. So to clarify, um, when you say just do it on private, do you say do it on private to build confidence? And then like, obviously the goal would be to get onto public videos. Or are you saying, even if you never do a public video, your belief is just making the content and the videos still. And like having that self-reflection and playing it back for yourself, even that alone is worth it for growth. I, I think that alone is worth it for growth, but. posting it and put in like posting it to the public um, and watching a video fail is like, that's one of the reasons I want to get into stand up at one point or another is because like I hear that one of the most demoralizing strengthening things in the world is going up and doing stand up and getting and bombing and getting booed and, and just not, and not being able to spit out a joke that hits because once you hit that rock bottom, once you post a video, what, dude, try, try spending 10 hours on a video, posting it, and it gets five views. Try. It's demoralizing. And I it'll do, make I you do. not care about, you know, um, how bad video is doing. You'll just start putting stuff out, and eventually it'll get good. Mr. Beast says, don't, don't come talk to me about how bad your vi- views you're getting until you post 100 videos. And just try to get some, try to do better one at a time. You know, that's just the game. I agree with that 100%. We're, um, we're getting towards the end here. Do you have any kind of like last words, mic drop moment or like anything else? Or, you know, I'll do the kind of outro thing or anything last things you want to say before I like cut it off. Yeah, I want to say thank you to you, bro. Congrats on your child that you've had. Um, I think... You're an incredible guy. You look like an incredible father. I'm super happy for you. It's so cool that you go out and you do this podcast and Twitter space. Um, you're really good at it. 
and um thanks thanks for being such a positive person um and tweeting about stuff that you truly believe in like you know your kid your you know your life god anything and just being uh being fearless and uh, i appreciate you i appreciate you as well brother and yeah like you know me and jimmy i mentioned we met at uh nft nyc like there was this guy he just has this big fucking smile on he's wearing his hat he's walking around he's got his chest out like he's like handing me this clipboard he's like hey what's up man like i got this pro like just no no fucking fear no hesitation at all so you know, you may see that and think, oh, this guy's never tasted failure. This guy's never fucking bombed. Like, this guy's never failed and lived to tell the tale. He, he must succeed at everything. Clearly not. Clearly you just heard. He said, I've worked 10 hours on a video and gotten five views kind of thing. So not everything is always how it seems. I, and I've been thinking about this as a topic this week. Like, you know, that kind of commentary about, you know, Instagram makes everything fake and it puts a filter on everything. And it does, right? But it doesn't have to, because you could also use these same platforms. You could use Twitter. We're on Twitter spaces right now. And you could take the fucking veil off, bro. You could cut right through to the meat, you know, right, get to the center of the storm, eye of the storm, tornado kind of thing. See that in there, you know, people aren't so different. You know, like people, even if they look different on the outside, on the inside, we all kind of have like similar emotions and similar shared experiences. We've all failed. The difference is some people fail and they stay there and then other people fail and then they keep going, you know, and that's that's kind of what creates these differences on the outside. But on the inside, we all have these moments and it's just learning. Well, what did someone who kept going do? What did they do to push past the fear? What did they do to push past the failure? Jimmy's a dude who's always going to keep learning. He wants the failure. He wants to fucking taste it. He wants to go up and stand up and bomb. Why? Not because he enjoys bombing, but to 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 have the fucking like thick skin to fuck it. That's armor, bro. Like if you don't let that fucking destroy you, whatever cliche doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But that's just fucking true. That's why it's, it's cliche. Cliches are fucking true most of the time. You go up there, everybody fucking doesn't laugh at you. You feel like shit. And then, like, you do that 10 more times, and then you're like, yeah, all right, well, that's just something I've done now. And now nothing anyone says, or if you say something awkward and it, and it doesn't get a good response, you're like, yeah, whatever, bro. I've had 186 eyes staring back at me fucking deadpan as I'm just fucking, you know, like, just fucking telling horrible jokes. So whatever you're looking at me like doesn't affect me. What I, I yeah. say I have that right, Jimmy, as a, as a sum up here? That that is completely right, and you know the old Joe Rogan has said it best. I think he's like, you know, one of the best parts about waking up early and working out is nothing. Nothing's worse than that the rest of the day, and any right. shit that comes up, you just keep pushing through. Or Tony Robbins so. with the cold shower. Now, before we close out, Jimmy, can you do me a favor? Can you tell me the um the five richest citizens of ancient Rome? Uh, no, you can't. No, right? I cannot. Nah, no. you can't. You know why you can't? Because everybody fucking dies and nobody gives a fuck, bro. Even the five richest people in ancient Rome. Rome's a big fucking, like, population and city. It's one of the most famous populations. Dude, I can't name even one of the fucking, like, richest, most famous people in ancient Rome. Like, I don't know. There was, like, some emperors, Nero or Constantine. But, like, I don't fucking know, bro. I don't know fucking most of those people. So, like, you're just going to die at some point and everybody's going to forget about you. And on some people are like, oh, my God, that's so depressing. But it's also like, oh, my God, that is so fucking freeing. Because eventually it's... It's not going to matter. Let me just do what the fuck I want. So hopefully you could take it that way. Now we're going to go ahead yeah, and close that's out. Facts. You like that? Hell yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, dude, gonna, that, that makes, makes, that, makes that puts a huge smile on my face, dude. That's, fuck yeah. that's amazing. Fuck yeah. Baby. So we're going to close out here. 
Last message we always close out on, Jimmy. I don't know if you know him, but it's a message from our boy at Afakasi Brand on Twitter, who runs Dub Barbershop Spaces. And that message is, if you haven't heard it today, you love the universe is full of energy. There's light in the universe. There's dark. There's the yin and the yang. But one way to see it is that above all of that, there's still some sort of oneness. And some people believe that oneness is love. And if you could believe that, then not only are you love, but you are love itself incarnate into the human form in a person and once more if you have not heard it today you are loved